Assalamu alaikum. This podcast has been brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the global Islamic seminary. Help us spread the light of prophetic guidance to millions around the world by becoming a monthly supporter. Make a small donation at seekersguidance.org slash donate. As little as $10 a month can help people find life-changing guidance. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah One of the key sunnas of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was always positive. He was always full of hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It didn't matter what was happening to him, what was happening around him. The Prophet sallallahu hope and positive attitude was unconditional. And the reason for this is that the hope of the Prophet the hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded believers to have is not a hope based on your hopefulness of whether things will work out according to your plans, according to your means according to your facilitation. Normally when we hope is when we think things are going right. That I've got things in order, so I'm hopeful. Right? You prepare, so you say, I am hopeful that this will work out. This is worldly hope. But the nature of dunya is that things are not in your control. Zubair may want to marry Zubayda, but it's not in his control. Uncle Jamil's involved. And there's a big problem of Zubayda herself. And as the poet said, I went mad, madly in love with Layla, but she went madly in love with someone else. And the most difficult of madness is her madness. Right? So you feel you're, you're going to lose hope. Because why? Things aren't working out according to my plans. They're not working out according to my circumstances. And in our times, when so many things around us are so distressful, that we want our communities in, not just in the West, but also in the Muslim lands, to be communities of faith, communities of mercy, communities of excellence, communities that embody the good that the Messenger has come with. Of the, good, of the religious good, but also spreading that mercy and beauty and excellence. That is the embodiment of the prophetic way. But we see much that is not the way we'd want it. Not the way that we would hope. And then distressful things happen. Syria is happening. Iraq is happening. The Rohingya situation in Burma. What's going on in Congo? What's going on in Sudan? Name a country and there's problems. What's going on in India with Muslim rights being under threat? What is going on with the rise of Islamophobia? You know, again, in Canada. Right? 
that we thought for, we were hopeful for, for a while, that okay, Trudeau's in power and this and that, everything's fine. So we had hope, why? Because things seem to be going well. But then, all these things are managed, and so, oh, what's going on? So people lose hope. What's going on here and there? But this is all from short-sightedness of the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Because the reality of hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called us to have, raja, the hope of the Prophet is not a hope that's dependent on ourselves. It's not a hope that is dependent on our circumstances. It's not a hope dependent on whether things are going according to our plans and the way things appear to us. Our hope is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet and we can't even begin to imagine the states of the Prophet Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali he said that no one knows a prophet in reality except the prophet. Why? Because what makes a prophet a prophet is the fact, the reality that they receive wahi, revelation from the Lord of the universe. That's what prophethood is. And that this person is being directly granted revelation from beyond creation, from the unseen, from the Lord of the unseen, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how can any who doesn't experience that reality truly comprehend what is a prophet? We see some shadows of what the prophetic reality is in his teachings, in his guidance, in his example. But what is his reality? As one of the Sahaba said, my eyes never had their fill of the Messenger of Allah. That we never gained everything that we could from him. And these were the Sahaba around him. The Prophet hope is in his Lord. And his Lord is beyond limits, beyond limitations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called us to place our hope in Him, has called us to place our trust in Him, has called us to seek from Him. But He's also made promises that He is the sufficiency, that He will fulfill the hope of those who place their hope in Him, that He will take care of those who trust in Him, that he answers the call of those who call upon him. These are three basic realities that we can never forget. That Allah has commanded us to have hope in him and promised us. And his promise is a, is a reality. It's a reality. Allah does not go against his promise. That he will fulfill the hope of those who place their hope in him. He will 
take care of those who trust in him. Whoever places their trust in Allah, He is their complete sufficiency. We believe this. So our hope, and that hope that we see manifest in our beloved Messenger is not a contingent hope. It's not a hope dependent on, on ourselves. It's not a hope dependent on anything in creation. Our hope is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our trust is in Allah. We don't trust based on our taking of means, based on our community, and is it doing well or not. Not based on, on the society around us. Our trust is in Allah. And the key for that is our dua. Because our dua, and many people make grave mistakes when they make dua. That will Allah answer my dua? This is not permissible to think. This is not permissible to think that will Allah answer my dua? Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ أُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ And your Lord says, call upon me, I will indeed answer you. Our beloved Messenger وسلم, said, أُدْعُوا اللَّهُ وَأَنْتُمْ مُوْقِنُونَ بِالْإِجَابَةِ Call upon Allah with complete yaqeen, with complete certainty in His response. So the, it's actually a point of aqeedah. If you look at in the classical works of Islamic beliefs of Ahl Sunnah, one of the principles they mention, so this is not just a hukum that, that made dua. It's not just a matter of fiqh. It's not just a sunnah to make dua. It's a point of aqeedah. Imam Ibrahim al-Laqani in Jahurat al-Tawheed says, وَعِنْدَنَا أَنَّ الدُّعَاءَ يَنْفَعُ The understanding of Ahl sunnah and the truth is that dua benefits. This is a point of belief. It's a aqeedah. Why? Because Allah tells us, call upon me, I will answer you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us, if my servants ask you regarding me, I'm indeed near. I answer the call of those who call upon me when they call. We believe this. It is It is manifest truth. So we should uphold this. That we should not, our hope, are you feeling hopeful about your family, about your own faith? Are you feeling hopeful about your family, your children? Are you feeling hopeful about our community? Are you feeling hopeful about the ummah of the beloved of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And if your answer is not absolutely, then your hope is misaligned with the hope that the Prophet ﷺ taught us. Why? Because our hope is not in ourselves. Our hope is not in others. Our hope is not in circumstances. Our hope is in Rabbil Alameen, in the Lord of all existence. And who is the Rabb? Even the meaning, the word Rabb, okay? 
is we typically translate it as Lord, but Rabb has the meanings of mercy. Right? He is the caring, the cherishing, the nurturing, the loving. Whereas when we say Allah, it's called Lafzul Jalala, the name of majesty. It is the absoluteness of Allah. But Rabb is from the names of mercy. And the ulama tell us, so when we make dua from the duas of the Quran and the Sunnah, when we say Allah, the predominant meaning is of awe of Allah and of our neediness before Allah. But when we say Rabb, Rabbana, atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana, for example. Right? Oh Lord, and we say this with hope and with a sense of Allah's mercy. And that's why it's better to translate Rabb as the merciful Lord, the cherishing Lord, the caring Lord, the loving Lord. Because these are from the meanings right, of the divine. So this is where our hope lies. Our hope is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our trust is in Allah. Upon Allah, let trust those who place their trust. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. Sayyidina Umar relates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, Were you to trust upon Allah as He deserves to be trusted, with a sense of whom are you placing your trust in? Because right? even in worldly life, most people aren't that trustworthy. But there's some people that if they give you the word, you know they'll do it. So we trust them. What about the one who's sustaining all existence? If he makes you a promise, and he's told you to trust in him, and everything tells you that this is true, whoever places their trust in Allah, then Allah is their sufficiency. To the extent that you place your trust in Allah, to that extent He'll be sufficient for you. So we should not feel at all afraid about the way things are. We should not lose hope that what will happen to my deen? What will happen to my family? What will happen to my children? What will happen to my community? What, what, what will happen to the ummah? Our responsibility is to have hope. That's why the Prophet ﷺ, though full of concern, was always positive and cheerful. Even in Mecca, when people were being oppressed of his own companions, he would be unerringly positive ﷺ. And he would promise the Sahaba right, that a day will come when, and he would tell them of how things would be in the future. Why? Because he has absolute trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, absolute hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should be wary about losing hope, about fearing things around us. One of the great scholars of our deen, Ibn Ata'illah, he says in one of the great works of Islamic spirituality, which is explaining the sunnahs of the heart of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
that from the signs that you are relying on actions is losing hope when downfalls occur, when disliked matters occur. From the signs that you're relying on actions, whether it's your actions or the actions of others, whether it be of your family, what will my children do? What will my family do? What will my community do? What will the ummah do? Are you relying on them? And if you do, basic principle, that dunya disappoints, and you'll be disappointed. Rather, we are commanded, we are obligated to hope in Allah, to trust in Allah, and to seek from Allah. And the test of that is, when distressful things happen, does it shake your hope, your reliance, your trust? And it shouldn't. Because the giver is not you. The giver is not people. The giver is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The test of hope though, is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Kahf. فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا And whoever hopes for the meeting with their Lord. So you have that hope that I want to meet Allah in a good state. I want to meet Allah And he is pleased with me. I want to meet Allah with him accepting me amongst his beloved servants. You have that hope. Our responsibility is not to worry, is not to be concerned. Our responsibility is to act with excellence. That's it. Like they say in the service industry, you don't ask what's going on. Your responsibility is service with a smile. Keep smiling and keep serving. And you'll get paid. Doesn't matter. Is the company making money? Doesn't I don't. It's not my business. But you're working for the Lord of the universe. There is no loss in the business of being a servant of Allah. It's a basic principle. You just serve with a smile. And this business is lasting until the last day. So don't worry. The other part of worrying is that who makes things happen? Who makes things happen? Some people get so distressed. Oh my God, what happened in London? Yes, we are saddened, angered, upset at what happened. But insofar as this is wrong, and this is not what we should do. And this is something that we have to say has nothing to do with our religion, has nothing to do with our prophet, has nothing to do with what we accept. But taking it beyond that to being worried, what's going on in this world? Guess what? Allah is the creator of everything. Everything happens by Allah's qada and qadr. And there's a wisdom in it. You, you don't have to worry about that part. What you do have to worry about is Let them do works that are righteous, that are good. So when distressful things happen, it's not your business. Why are they happening? Did you do it? No. If you did it, you have to repent and redress and so on. That's 
But that's your action. If you didn't do it, why are you feeling responsible for it? Right? Your responsibility is, what can I do about it? So what do, what do we do? Renew your hope in Allah. Renew your trust in Allah. Ask Allah for the good. No amount of news will change things. If anything, it will put you more down, make you more fearful, make you more hesitant and less trusting. Rather, renew your hope in Allah. Renew your trust in Allah. And ask Allah for the good. If it's a test you're facing, ask Allah for the good for yourself. If it's a test happening elsewhere, ask Allah for the good in that situation. Many people say, oh my, what's going on in name the country? Even if you answer that question, does it make things better? No. So you ask Allah for the good. That is hope. Is seeking the good from Allah. And then taking the means for that good yourself. And taking the means for the good yourself. So you say, okay, there are people who are misguiding individuals in our communities with wrong understandings of religion. Whatever caused them to be instigated, to be alienated, there's no justification for the wrong because our religion teaches us that we are people of principle. Our messenger is a messenger of principle. So even if someone else is doing wrong, even if others are doing wrong, it does not allow us to do the wrong. Read how the Prophet entered Mecca after two decades of being wronged and abused and attacked and opposed and derided. That is what we take as our standard. We only respond with the good or that which is better. So you ask for the good. And then wonder, what can I do about it? Now you might not be able to do something about what happens in London. You may not be able to do something about what happens in Iraq. You can't necessarily do something about here and there. We say, well there is something I can do. There are wrong understandings of religion being promoted. I want to promote good understandings of religion. There's people who have bad impressions of Islam. I want to be involved in our own community to, to spread sound a sound perception of Islam. How? Just uphold the sunnah. Feed people. Give gifts to people. Thank people. The Prophet was nursed for a brief period of time by Sayyidina Halima Sa'diya. And of course he was nursed when he was a child. Five decades later, 50, more than 50 years later, in Medina, when anyone would come from the family, not just like Halima Sa'diya herself or her immediate, anyone from her tribe would come to Medina, the Prophet would honor them. Why? And he taught us that whoever does not express thanks to people does not thank Allah. Right? So we don't do good in the community, in the society for public relations. We do it because we are followers of the beloved messenger that thank people we live in a society where so many things work well have we thanked the garbage collectors have we thanked the people who are putting roads salt on our roads 
so that cars would not slip. There's so many things that happen well in our, in our society. Thank people. Give respect where respect is due. Be part of good initiatives. Why? Because that's the, the question for us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be scared. We don't have to lose hope. Right? Rather, the believer, our hope is in Allah. We ask Allah for the good, and then we take the means to it. And that's it. And we'll close with a beautiful example of the hijrah of the Prophet Sayyidina Bakr al-Siddiq had prepared for the hijrah in advance. Because he knew that the, that the Prophet was most likely going to migrate too. And the Prophet told him to hold back, so he was hopeful that he'd be the one who traveled with the Prophet. Out of Adam, he hadn't asked explicitly, but he'd already purchased his mount and a mount for the Prophet in advance. And this is action. He, Abu Bakr did not worry. Who will I travel with? Who will the Prophet travel with? Oh my goodness, what's going on? You place your trust in Allah, but you take the means with excellence. But then, when they left on the Hijrah, of course, the Prophet paid for his own mount. Even though, you know, even though much of the wealth of the Prophet had been misappropriated by the Meccans. But he paid for it in full. And it's one of the miracles of the Prophet And where did he pay for, for things when he didn't have money? It's one of the many amazing miracles of the Prophet how did he pay for it? Because right? they left with almost nothing, but he had enough to pay for a whole camel, which is expensive. It's like you pay for, a, you know, for a BMW, and where do you pay for it? And he didn't have it. Apparently, the money. But he's not just like anybody, right? But when they headed out, Sayyidina Bakr was doing something really strange because he was concerned. So when he'd walk. Sometimes he'd walk ahead of the Prophet. He'd be looking around. Sometimes he'd walk to the right of the Prophet. Sometimes he'd walk behind the Prophet. Sometimes to his left and then back to the front. The Prophet had some smile and said, Yeah, but back. why are you walking in this way? He said, Ya Rasulullah, when I think that they may attack and the enemy may attack, I walk ahead of you. When they walk, when I think that they may catch up to us from the back, I walk behind. What if they try to ambush us from left or right? I stand on that side. The Prophet was just smiling. Why? Because his trust is in Allah. <coughs> Review the Hijrah. The Hijrah of the Prophet. We should all connect. In the cave, Sayyidina Bakr, out of his overflowing love and concern for the Prophet, even in the cave, he was taking the means, but his heart was, at that time, a little overwhelmed. And so much so, some narration that he, I mean, he ripped his own clothing as much as he could to plug the holes in the cave. And he stuck his toe, it said, in some narration, in one hole, and he was getting bitten by the scorpion. And his face was changing, but he made no noise. But he didn't want to disturb the Prophet when he was resting. But when they saw the, the, the enemy approaching, he said to the Prophet, if they just look at towards their feet, they will see us. And what the Prophet said then is something that applies. For eternity is an eternal, eternal truth. Right? When he says to his companion, right? 
So Sayyidina Abu Bakr is companion of the Prophet. Prophet by the word of the, of the Lord of the heavens. Fear not, for Allah is with us. Fear not, for Allah is with us. And this is the message. Don't be afraid of all these things. Allah is the Lord of the worlds. We place our hope in Allah. We place our trust in Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He said, Call upon me, I will answer. So don't worry about your faith in this sense. Take the means. Don't worry about your children. Don't worry about your family. Don't worry about your community. Don't worry about the ummah. Ask Allah for the good, but then take the means with excellence to fulfill it. And always remember, La in Allah. Fear not, for Allah is with us. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala Sayyidina wa Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the global Islamic seminary. Visit seekersguidance.org to access reliable Islamic knowledge taught by qualified teachers. We offer a wide range of courses, podcasts, articles, and a world-class answer service. Support us in spreading free, reliable Islamic knowledge to millions around the world by becoming a monthly supporter. Visit seekersguidance.org slash donate and make a small monthly commitment today.